0: Welcome to potadelphia my name is dave diorio you can find me on twitter at fat underscore lobster and i'm here with two guys who are all stars get your game on go play what's up chuck and gene
1: uh, hey, Dave. And if anyone's wondering, that's going to be in my head throughout the rest of the show. Uh, I would like to give a shout out uh, to Smashmouth on Twitter. I don't know if they're making albums, but man, they have opinions about sports. Um, my name is Chuck Siders. I also have opinions about sports. You can find me at Chuck Siders. You can find the show at Potadelphia. And my name is
2: Gene Zilak. You can find me on Twitter at Producer Gene. And... Lucky for you, Chuck, I've already had that song stuck in my head all day, so welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Just a uh, normal Wednesday for Gene. So
0: the entire sports world uh, is taking a couple of days off this week because it's All-Star Week for Major League Baseball. Um, so we're taking the week off, too. Gene, you're out of the country, right? I'm out of the country. Nice. Nice. Yep. So uh, we just full disclosure. This is a uh, pre-recorded episode. We're recording this on a Wednesday night. Well, I mean, um, technically,
2: they're all pre-recorded.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but they're usually pre-recorded with like a twelve-hour shelf life. This one's going to be a couple of days. So, look, if anything uh, cataclysmic happened uh, between Thursday and Sunday, you're not going to hear about it on this episode.
2: Well, here, here, we'll just cut. Co- we'll cover our butts right now. Uh, congratulations, Phillies, on playing against the Dodgers this weekend. You did great or poorly. Uh, game Capler, what a stupid decision you made in that game against the Dodgers. Philadelphia Eagles, you made some news doing the thing that you did. Flyers, Are you gonna ever do anything again before October? Come on, Flyers. NBA. People signed some contracts. Great. Uh, yeah, there's like a
0: 50-50 chance we're like, welcome to Philadelphia, or welcome back to Philadelphia, Connor Barwin. Welcome back to Philadelphia, Kyle Corver.
2: Yeah, I-, I am kind of excited for the idea that maybe we're going to get to hear, like, Double K with the tray again, which would really oh, excite yeah, yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. All right, but we're here to talk about All-Star, All-Star games. <laughs> the
0: All-Star game, All-Star games in general, everything All-Star So, we'll open up the show with rank the four all-star games. Which one's the best? No. Come on. Baseball's the best. We all know that. That debate is is over, right? There's no room for that debate.
1: I would say the only... and, 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 yes, there's no room for that debate. But the only thing that might come close would be hockey because it the you know three on three tournament is kind of interesting and it does resemble the normal game uh but no i think baseball is the best it is you have these isolated events of pitcher going up against batter you know fielding you you can't like take it easy i mean nobody's gonna run into a wall during the all-star game but they're not just gonna like drop a pop-up you know so it most resembles the the actual sport and you get to see some, you know, great players sharing the field and and competing against one another.
0: Yeah, so that's kind of what I wanted to spend the first portion of this talk uh, the show talking about is what why is the baseball All-Star game the best All-Star game? And and you know, I have some ideas, but Chuck you just laid out some good ones there. Thank you.
1: I would have uh would have sat on them if
0: uh, I realized it <laughs> no, was no, going to no. be a <laughs> So here here was my first my first one that that I thought of. I love that it's in a different, unique ballpark every year. Like like basketball, yeah, it moves. Hockey, yeah, it moves. Football doesn't move, but whatever. But the, the but the basketball court and the hockey rink are the same. No matter where they go. Baseball's got the like the beautiful thing about it is the unique stadiums in, in, in each city. So that's what I love about it. Gene, you have a you have a differentiator for, for MLB for us?
2: Well, baseball kind of set the template for what an all star game was. They the other sports kind of had to jump on the bandwagon because baseball did it first i think it was originally kind of a marketing tool and the other thing that really made the interest the the baseball all-star game more interesting to me at least growing up was it was really one of the two times of the year that i really spent any time watching anybody that played the american league um other than the world series in the playoffs because i didn't give a crap about the american league uh, for the most part, when I was growing up, uh, I didn't really try to collect American League baseball cards. Uh, those I mean, if it was an American League player, unless it was like a superstar, I would, uh, you know, give them to my other friends. Or those would be the first things I try to trade to try to get National League players um, or have an unabashed National League bias. I, I never understood why everybody didn't have pitchers bats. Um, so that was growing up what kind of was the attraction to me was this was a chance to really root for the whole National League um, against the American League. It's kind of lost that luster to me now because we have interleague play and every day of the of the season you have American League play teams playing National League teams. Um, but at least uh, for a time there was a real kind of attraction to see players that didn't usually compete against each other except at like the very highest levels of the of the sport uh, you know playing together in the in the middle of the summer in the middle of the season which the other thing i think that's great about the baseball all-star game is it really is all unto itself it has the entire sports world there's literally nothing else really going on for for that that day it's it's you know it's kind of the only the only event the only thing worth watching even the espys have deferred the all-star game
1: (laughs) um i want to piggyback on what you said gene because i had a different experience as a kid because you know i have that same national league bias but the all-star game for me was a what was about watching the american league it was about seeing these guys whose name i kind of knew or you know i had them I had their baseball card and the little gold glove symbol on it or you know something that's told me this was a good player and actually getting to see you know uh, a Wade Boggs every year when The only other time you would see him is maybe the playoffs. Why was Wade Boggs what I
0: also had written down as like the American (laughs) League guy? I I was like, what American League guys was, I? you know, when I was a kid, was I excited to see play in the All-Star game? And I had I had Don Mattingly, uh, Wade Boggs and Roger Clemens as like the, and George Brett, they were the first uh, four that I had, that I had written down, but you know, I mean, Gene, I know you're a big uh, Bash brothers. I love the uh, Bash brothers. The
2: the other name I had in my head. And eventually he played in the national league for a long time. But um, I was fascinated by the idea of seeing uh, Randy Johnson when he was pitching in Seattle. Uh, The guy Mm. just sounded like, you know, he was like mythic, you know Uh, the other thing that maybe we experienced that, uh, kids growing up today or even just fans in general today have maybe kind of lost touch with is when when we were kind of falling in love with the 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 all-star game it was before you had like the 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 baseball ticket package on uh on on tv or uh full access internet where you can just follow any box score or any game live on tv uh you know i played i've been playing fantasy sports since i was in in high school but when I was a little kid, like I didn't have a fantasy team, so I didn't, I didn't really follow the the other teams the way I do, other than through baseball cards. So literally, all I knew was a picture, uh, a static picture that didn't move. It wasn't a GIF, and uh, you know, and <laughs> and stats on the back, and how many teams people have played for, uh, and a, maybe a little fact and a stain from the gum if it was the one on the end. Um, but that's <laughs> that's how I knew other 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 baseball teams. So. Um, you know, now I feel like we've kind of, like, lost—it's it's lost its sex appeal when you can watch any of these players play any night of the week, um, for the most part. If you have MLB Network from 9 o'clock to midnight, you can watch lit- almost pretty much every game.
1: I, I, I must say um, two things. One, talking about childhood nostalgia <laughs> and then throwing in it's lost its sex appeal was a real <laughs> juxtaposition for me. Also, I enjoy the fact that you had to explain what a static picture was as opposed to a gif just for the youngest listeners of ours or the one from the wizarding world of Harry Potter. But um no, I, I agree with everything you're saying there, Gene. Um Yeah.
0: I, I and I the same the same goes back to my stadium point. It's like you didn't get to see these stadiums um all that much you know, on TV or whatever. So if, if there's a game in like Anaheim or something and you're, you're really just seeing that stadium probably for the first time.
2: Did you guys do this when you were kids? And I don't know if you guys all played little league, but um, one of the things that was exciting about the all-star game was the entire, you know, little league season. Cause you know, for me, cause you know, we were wrapped up. I wasn't that like, I was on, not on any travel teams or all-star teams or anything as a kid, you know, by the second week in June, my little league season was over, but, you know, on the bench when you're getting ready to play, all of, me and my friends we used to all try to imitate different batting stances. I don't know if you guys did that, um, but everybody had their version of Julio Franco with the bat way over their head, or uh, Sheffield, you know, or Gary Sheffield. Uh, we, you know, we did all of that. We would, you know, try and. It, it, it was so much fun then, when you would see the all-Star game and you would get basically to get to see like all the greatest hits. um, you would get to see all the different batting stances, you know, all in one game. And uh, I remember like that would be the, you know, we would kind of like we would all you know, we'd be watching the game with our Wiffle ball bats in our living rooms, trying to, you know, get down the last inc- you know, intricacies of the of the of the stance because that might be the only time we see them until, you know, you know, till t- the fall or or maybe once in a while on ESPN. But I, I just remember that kind of stuff was a lot of fun for, for us, at least, you know, those of us that lived in, in Delaware. Yeah, but
0: you know. can see that kind of stuff. Like when you watch the All-Star game, you see the major leaguers acting like they're in Little League. Yeah. And I think that's like another thing that's really cool about it. You know, they're they're in the dugout. They got the hats on backwards. You, you know, they're having a great time. Uh, and it's like a no, it's no stress situation for the most part. And they're just back to, you know, reducing the game to its purest form um, like it was when they were kids. And you can actually see that in the All-Star game. But you uh, know, no one's really freaking out about getting injured or anything like that because it's just, I don't know, baseball it just seems to be that kind of sport where it's like. I don't know. Do guys really get injured in the All Star game all that often?
2: Not that often, but and and the but, you other know, thing you look though, what happened
0: to Embiid this year in the All Star game. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, you know, it just doesn't really have that vibe to it. No, but in the you're other thing, though, is Pete Rose and you're, you're catching.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the thing though is though it did it does seem that if the game is tight in the seventh and eighth inning, though, you do see people still trying to win. You know, you don't see guys. Um, Horsing around yeah. or throwing like weird pitches just to just to show off, like I'm going to show off my EFIS pitch now, you know, like or throwing things they've never thrown or or batters just swinging at junk or anything crazy, you know, they still compete and try to win the game, which is also something that's 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 cool.
0: Okay, here it is. Here it is. My biggest grievance with the MLB All Star Game. You ready for it? Go on. So we put the best players on the field, right, to start the game, right? The starters are the best players voted on by the fans. These guys are the elite guys, right? But now everyone's got a representative at the all-star game, whatever. And then they all got to eventually get in the game. So when it comes down to crunch time, and we're talking 7th, 8th, and ninth inning, guess what? The starters aren't in the game anymore. And now you have these bench guys who are, I mean – they're elite, of course, but they're the ones deciding it, right? I mean, Yelich is out of the game at that point, right? You know, Which or is whatever. Why... All the substitutions have been made, so now you do not have the best players ready to 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 make the pivotal plays at the end of the game.
2: So that's why you sometimes will see like a real weird MVP. It's like, how did that guy become the MVP? Exactly. Well, he was the guy that would he was the fourth center fielder that was in that night, so he he's the one that hit the game winning home run. Uh so I guess maybe your your proposal to change the the All-Star game is uh for Major League Baseball would be not make it count again, but maybe make the starters the finishers. Um well it's could but I don't but I don't want to deny
0: so the, uh, so this t- leads into my other biggest complaint about the All-Star game is uh, start it earlier, please like much like every other sport sporting event that means anything, please let my children be able to see more than fifteen minutes of these things. so start them earlier and i I definitely want to see the start i I think it should be pl- play to win the game, right yeah. like w- if the starters are the starters, then they're in for the game. I'm fine with that i'm I was totally fine if jt. Realmuto never got an at bat in that game last night because the starter played the entire game. I would have been totally fine with that.
2: Well, I mean, yeah. counterpoint though, if JT Romuto is the starting catcher, do you want him to play the whole game and not be available for you? Well, I guess I mean, he would get a day off anyway, but I mean, take a pitcher would probably be a better a better example. Would you want the starting pitcher to go 8 innings of shutout ball and then not be available to pitch for you the next his next time up, his next start?
0: No, and here's the solution. Maybe, maybe you 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 rotate those pitchers in like where they normally are. You know, what do they get? Two innings usually a piece, two or one inning. Um, but th- when it's their time up in the order, it's always a pinch hitter. So it rotates through those bench guys.
2: Okay, so you would get to see these guys having at bat.
1: Right, but yeah, they're not, not playing. In idea. The game. Yeah, not, not they don't idea. get a position.
2: Right. It's not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, that works for me, and I think. You know for when you follow a team that sucks and you're a kid, you want to have your all- star, and them being announced is like half the fun of it. so yeah, you know, have them just you know be the a rotating designated hitter, you know to get the bench players up there i'm I'm all for that yeah look
0: look it's nineteen ninety seven do you need to see Ricky Botalico uh get in the game for you know one inning? <laughs> no. was he our
2: lone all-star that game that year too i
0: i if it is that's an amazing pull by me because i did not i did not look i know there was a year that ricky Patelco was our only representative oh, yeah. uh, i have no idea what
1: year that would have been
2: yeah 97 sounds right i'm not um, looking i'm not looking it up i'm just not
1: uh, i i am oh <laughs> god thanks chuck <laughs> Uh, the other thing I like about the,
0: so the other, so, all right, we're just going to put this out there, right? So it's, it's baseball, then it's hockey and basketball. We can debate those two. And then football's the worst, right? Right. Is there something to be said about these three being played in the middle of the season versus after the season's already over or essentially when the season's already over?
2: So football being the oddball of the bunch right, um, I think it's something that the main reason they do that is to provide a sort of break for most of the players, yeah, um which I think is a really good thing, certainly uh it seems to be good for uh for baseball uh it's nice to have that kind of a, a break and um and then do a do a little do a little marketing as they say um. Uh, So I think that probably the ones that take the the midseason break is good. I think it's one of those things where people can kind of manage themselves to that break and say, hey, you know, if I can just get myself there, I can get rid of some of these nagging injuries and and get settled into the stretch. Uh, I also think it's interesting. Usually, the trade deadlines fall somewhere around those breaks too, which it kind of generates a little bit of excitement around, um, you know, the middle of the season, especially for teams that might be completely out of it. Like now, you can get excited about your All Star. You can get excited about the trade deadline. It kind of can reinvigorate a team that maybe you've gotten really bored with because you've been playing badly for a. a so you're a of the
0: fan of, of everybody gets an All Star.
2: Uh, I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan in the case of having it in the middle of the season. I'm not necessarily a fan of everybody gets an all-star.
1: Oh, you're not. Okay. No,
2: not necessarily.
1: Uh, I am a fan of everyone gets an all-star. In 1997, the Phillies all-star was Kurt Schilling. Uh, Break out your shillometer. Or the shillometer. Yes. I think we had a heated debate about that in college. Um, But we we talk about so much about the all-star game being for kids and y- you want your player to represent. I don't care if he gets a, an, an at-bat. I don't care if he gets a minute's worth of ice time, but you want him to be an all-star as for middle of the season versus the pro Bowl at the end of the season. I think it's so much easier for people to skip it at the end of the season going like, yeah, I have a season-ending injury. I can't play in it. But also, the football is a brutal sport. Yeah, you can really mess somebody up in hockey, but there's a way to play that game without screwing somebody up. For offensive and defensive linemen, you're still running into each other. You're still tackling each other in football. So even with how embarrassing the Pro Bowl <laughs> is, like there's... There's still a chance that you know a real big dude's gonna fall on your knee and screw it up. So the Pro Bowl is an issue for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it just doesn't.
0: I mean, I, I feel like this is like a tired conversation, but it it just uh, it just shouldn't even exist. There's no real need for the game itself, and I think everyone's kind of in agreement that it should just be a.
2: Like an honorarium.
0: Well, it should just be a skills competition.
2: Like you have been named All-Pro forever now, and again, you will be the All-Pro of this season, but we are not going to make you block uneventfully in Florida or Hawaii, wherever we're deciding to play the game. Yeah. It's mostly that—have you ever actually watched an entire Pro Bowl? Can you think of a time when you ever actually sat so and watched So, goddamn, Ricky
0: Batalco was the only all-star in 1996. Yeah, you were just a hero.
1: <laughs> So damn close, Dave. So damn close. <laughs>
0: Come on. That's hella
1: good. <laughs> Gene, go back and edit that in.
2: <laughs> well, it'll just be me as a voiceover. 1996.
0: I have no – I have no – I have no uh, – nfl pro bowl memory like there's no man do you remember the pro bowl that year was awesome
1: yeah i, I my pro bowl memory is andy reed in a hawaiian shirt and just disappointment <laughs> like it is the andy reed Bowl. like first with the yeah because uh, right, he's always coaching it right yeah he's always <laughs> coaching in it and I may have watched an entire Pro Bowl. I'd actually put money on the fact that I've watched an entire Pro Bowl, um, potentially with one of you guys, but there was no way we were actually paying attention to it. It was an excuse to have football on and drink.
0: The defensive line and the offensive line line up, and then when the ball is snapped, they hug. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, or they just I, stand not up. That's an exaggeration. That's yeah, what they, happens. they
2: literally just stand up and like put their hands on their hips.
0: No, they, they sort of embrace, yeah. like, a, a pantomime of, of what real football is.
2: Yeah. Could they
1: make it's, it Red Rover? What?
2: <laughs> I have more memories, vivid memories, of, like, NFL quarterback, um, you know, skills competitions or, like, the NFL's fastest man and watching Darryl Green smoke people in 1989 uh, than I have of any Pro Bowls. Other than how hideous every Pro Bowl uniform ever has been, in fact, I can't think of any uniform, any sport ever having a good All Star uniform. Baseball does it right because you just wear your uniform. Uh, They'll have those All Star jerseys, like in warm up and stuff, but in the game you wear the clothes that you wear. Um, So, but all the other like when, especially in the '90s, you would have teams do those horrible like. It seemed like everybody had to have a year where they had to have an all-star team in orange or teal. It was like we were infected by this teal virus that every sport had to do an all-star game in teal and would usually be like held in Arizona and you'd have to have like a cactus on it with a cowboy hat. It was awful. <laughs>
1: There's a lot to unpack there, Gene.
2: Fashion Adelphia.
0: Like like an anthropomorphic uh, cactus with a cowboy hat on. Yeah,
2: we love to talk about fashion here on Adelphia. And my gripe, maybe my biggest gripe about All-Stars in general, All-Star games in general, is everybody looks stupid when you're wearing your hat or your helmet from your team and then you have a generic All-Star jersey to, to deal with.
1: Uh, OK, so I have Chuck. come. I have come around to liking the way baseball does it with everyone in their home uniforms. You your home grays, your white, sorry, your road grays, your, you know, your white homes. And I think it works better in baseball just because how many teams wear gray on the road. And, and everyone knows who's playing defense and
0: who's playing offense. You don't need like a specific unified color to
1: demonstrate that yes exactly like nobody's going to get confused and like be on second and <laughs> turn around and go to catch the ball and tag somebody out <laughs> which i would love if that happened that would be like an all-time sports moment yeah but adubal herrera is not getting any into any all-star games anytime <laughs> soon so the no, he's that are pretty low <laughs> but um for all-star uniforms I, of course, go to hockey, and there were some pretty good ones, or at least some interesting ones. And the one I jump out to uh, is sort of the example you gave, Gene, and I'm not saying this is good, but I'm saying it's memorable, was the first year in which the conferences went from, you know, the Wales and the Campbell Conference to East and West they changed up the NHL All-Star Game uniforms. The All-Star Game uniforms used to be hideous, or <laughs> flyers colors, now that I say it. They used to be uh, black, orange, and white, like the NHL logo, but in a really poor combination. For the All-Star Game and I want to say, like, 93, they introduced the East was wearing teal and white And the West was wearing black and purple. I remember that.
0: I do remember
1: that. Yeah. (laughs) This was going to be like a big thing because these were going to be the new all-star uniforms. And the Lindros 88 and LeClaire 10 Eastern Conference in teal and white, I wanted like a motherfucker. (laughs) I coveted those jerseys. And... That's nice about it. You can't be wearing, your like, hey, I got a vintage Ryan Howard, you know, baseball, you know, all-star game jersey. No, he just wore his Phillies jersey. There was a logo on it, but that was it. Well, you usually know? they
2: would have, like, those warm-up jerseys that would have, like, yeah, the city or whatever. Yeah, you could get And then get you would have them, the, the team not... logo it's, on the sleeve. It's not the
1: same thing. Like, you don't wear a practice jersey out. Right. You know, you could, but it looks like you didn't want to spend the real money well apparently i got real snobby about money there i didn't mean to i don't have any either guys <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like you're just being cheap no so um i there can be really obnoxious like when they try to do things differently but i'm i like a, a good all-star jersey
0: there were air quotes all over try to do things differently
1: there um just for our listeners I really hope I express that with my voice um <laughs> just I'm just putting it out there <laughs> uh let's
0: talk about uh some of the extra events um surrounding all star games so obviously we just had the home run derby that feels like that's still king of the of the extra events Yeah. Right? I mean home run derby tough to beat
2: yeah the <sighs> I, I guess the only one I would put maybe in contention would be the slam dunk contest. There have been some pretty epic slam dunk contests, but it's real hit or miss the home run derby. There are very few that are like stratospherically I don't even great. Think,
0: I don't even think slam dunk contest is the best NBA Really, extracurricular. I'd much rather watch the three out? point. Yeah, I'd much rather watch the three yeah. point contest. Not than, the rookie than game.
2: The you don't. You don't. You're not into the rookie game. The rookies versus the sophomores, or the what do they call that? The rising stars game. Um, uh, well,
0: so that's doing a uh, that's doing a U.S. or North America versus the world um, thing. I'm not. I'm out on that. Any time that it's so NHL did that for a while. North America. I'm out. You prefer the conference layout. I don't really have a lot of
2: continent pride. First off, <laughs> especially when it's mostly Canadians.
1: Hey, I hear what you're saying about my fellow North Americans, <laughs> and me, Francois and Jose are going to kick your yeah, ass. And in
0: all of these, Mexico is grossly underrepresented. That is true. Um, maybe so not yeah, in the I'm maybe out not out if they did that in that
2: baseball. Way. You'd probably have a couple of Mexican players if you did it in baseball.
0: Yeah, you would. You would, um, but North America would just really. Well, I guess you know the the uh, the Asian team. But anyway, whatever. does
1: Latin America count as North America?
0: Yes. Like, no, not? that's what
1: I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's, um, th-
0: there's not three continents on in, you know over here <laughs> yeah. in the Americas. It's Just the two. <laughs> yeah. So no, we we'd clean up. Yeah, I mean South America would do okay. Yeah, the I'll Venezuelans whatever. or whatever. Um. But, but, but yeah, so so, so the, you guys are I out mean, on the
2: dunk contest. You would put the the three point contest. I mean, right? We're all in agreement. Home run derby is king. It's new NBA man.
1: I, I would say home run home run derby is king, just as a single event skills competition. Because yeah. home run derby and three point contest, you get the
0: home run hitters, and you get the three point shooters the dunkers the elite dunkers don't do they don't the do dunk it anymore content.
2: no they don't do it anymore and that's that's a shame because at one point like you had like carmelone and and jordan in the same and 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 Dominique Wilkins all in the same contest like you had the biggest of the big names and now you might know one guy you know people use that it's kind of like I'm going to make a name in the NBA in the dunk contest rather than I am a name and I'm going right. to go out and show what I've got I don't know why that changed I don't know why people feel that like, is it a risk to do the dunk contest? I thought that the, it, it certainly had some cachet still. Uh, I still remember, uh, you know, people leaping over cars and stuff. I thought that was pretty exciting.
0: I think there's like an image thing attached to the dunk contest. And um, if you don't have tremendous dunks, then you kind of look like a fool. And there's a lot of image stuff wrapped up in the NBA.
2: Oh, yeah. there's, if, there's like ever- if you get
0: beat by a no, if you're like LeBron and you get beat by a nobody in the dunk
1: contest, well, you lose some street cred. Right. And, and once you start jumping over cars, like, it, it becomes a, a prop competition. You know, the old school dunk competition, <laughs> you know, it's you got Dr. J coming up over there, you know, being all lanky and, you know, <laughs> you know, having the ball go between his legs into, a you know, a hook slam. That's impressive. And then people did that for, like, a decade, and they're like, okay, we need something new. Um, I would put the home run contest just for the purity of the event first, the home run derby first. I'd say the total package of the NHL skills competition second. So what is involved in that, Chuck? Because what is it, like a race? It's like a
0: race around the ice. Then you do a breakaway. Like what? What's all involved in that? I think the I most. I used to most, like when they had the targets in each part of the the net. They,
1: yeah, they do. They fun. still do. They um, still do that. That is probably the most iconic one. The accuracy shooting. Now, um, they light up, so you have to shoot them when they're lit. So that's pretty cool. Um, there's the breakaway contest. Um, which they've modified to make it more about a goalie making saves. Um, Fastest skater, which is pretty exciting. They've tried to introduce puck handling, and some elements of that are awesome. It's actually most fun when you watch somebody you don't like screw it up, and you watch people that you do like, like Claude Giroux, who has incredibly soft hands, just whip through the course very fast. Um, but I think the the signature event there is the um, the shooting accuracy. The you have the four plates, one in each corner. How fast can you do it? Or now they light up, and you know you have to hit them when they light up. And they they do hardest shot still, right? Did you did you mention hardest shot? Is that I still- didn't. I didn't mention hardest shot. Hardest shot is fun, but it actually kind of sucks as a TV event. I think they need like the the puck hitting
0: things like a yes like a human like a like a rep, not an actual human but a represent like some representation of like how much damage this would do to a human so you need like the like,
2: ballistics dummy with like the with like the 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 the, the gel and you want to see mm-hmm. pucks actually yes who's yeah, the guy bringing myth um,
0: yeah i was gonna say the who's the buster right yeah buster oh.
2: yeah and just prop one of those in front of the net and just watch pucks just blister through ballistics gel that would be yeah. awesome Especially I if you get him to like be like like jelly filled, so like you would hit it and then like grape jelly would like come splattering out of it. That that would look awesome.
0: Or we make it some sort of like Gallagher event and have watermelons. <laughs>
2: well, between between Chuck and and the prop comic uh, dunkers, so Carrot Top would be in the NBA. We could put Gal- we could put Gallagher in the NHL. I don't know what you do in football. I guess maybe you'd get Dane Dane Cook and just smash him. I don't know.
1: <laughs> pro, pro, pro bowl was replaced by a dane cook uh tackling competition so,
2: and then um, you could get I, that that guy that steals stuff to be the baseball one because they're stealing in baseball
1: who the hell's the guy that steals also stuff? dane cook <laughs> oh i got you he <laughs> cooks getting a lot of work yeah because <laughs> he steals everybody else's material <laughs> The ballistics gel is an amazing idea, but I think like Hockey Canada and USA Hockey might not like it because like oh that slap shot he's gonna have some CTE after that like and just children's enrollment will plummet.
0: Or what about a uh, what about a Karate Kid two Daniel San like ice. Um... Like, sheets of,
1: oh, like how how many, sheets of ice. How many, many sheets break? of
2: ice can you break? That's also good. Because it's also
1: ice is already there. Yeah. I'm totally with that. Um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but the Flyers were unveiling their new jersey, um, I think back in 2008. And I think it was Danny Briere and Simone Gagne were going to unveil it by breaking blocks of ice like that were in front of the jersey and they hit the ice just fine but instead of like a beautiful shatter it just kind of splintered and cracked a little bit Uh, (laughs) so you have to make sure the ice isn't terribly dense
2: it have to be kind of like thin
1: yes very thin sheets of ice that you have to move out very carefully (laughs) (laughs) but i love the idea i love the idea um
0: all right and what did we, what did, so did you guys like when the MLB All Star game meant something? Like there was, there was something attached to it. It was home field advantage in the World Series uh, in response to Major League Baseball allowing there to be a tie in an All Star game, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, but d- did you like it that it, it there was something on the line? You know, I, the Phillies were good in an era that yeah. this came into play. So. And this is
2: exactly my point. I thought I would like it until it was, oh, shit, if we don't win, uh, that means we're going on the road for the World Series. And that was no bueno.
0: Now, I um, don't think either of our World Series in 08 or 09 would – like, I don't think we would have had home field advantage in either of those even if it was contingent on, like, record.
2: Right. But I thought maybe we could sneak it in, you know. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I thought it was cool that we had an opportunity to steal home field. Yeah,
2: which which I guess – but in the end, like, I just – the whole concept, like, once it became something that could actually affect the team that I rooted for, I was much less willing to kind of put it on what is essentially, to me, in a way, a a coin flip. Or clearly, in some years, one league is more dominant than the other, uh, and for a long stretch, it was the American League. Um, You know, I – I don't necessarily need uh, – the baseball one of, of all of them is the one I needed to count the least. Um, so uh, they should have just figured out a better way to resolve a tie. Um, you know, maybe that's where you do this circus act where you put a guy on second base to start extra innings. like. Yeah. I don't want to see that in real baseball, but no. I'd be okay seeing that in an ex- exhibition maybe. I-, I certainly don't want it to end in a home run hitting contest or something ridiculous like people have suggested. Um, <laughs> I certainly don't want to be up at 1130 at night watching like four guys who are exhausted come up and try to hit uh, hit home runs. Like that just seems like it's going to be a bad time. Um, but yeah, like find a, a find a thing that maybe that, that you want to do To resolve it, put a guy on second base, start a guy on third, you know, start with two outs. I I, I have no idea. That's for Rob Manfred to figure out. But um, that would be my take on it. So are we back to the there are ties in in, in all-star games world? Is that the world we live in now? I don't
0: think so. I I think that there was such a backlash on that that you'd never see it again. But I,
1: I I, I didn't like when it counted because I think Gene touched on it home field advantage is just too big a deal in baseball. You know, the the field is literally different. <laughs> and uh, you're playing National League against American League. Yeah, you're the playing rules by rules are different. The rules are different.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah, Last ups are a big deal. Last ups are a huge deal, you know. So, yeah, it was just way too important to be decided by a game that at its heart shouldn't matter that much. All right, let's let's let's
0: wrap up this discussion with uh favorite. Like, do you have any fi- like Philadelphia All-Star Game memories that stand out to you? Because there haven't really been a lot, especially in baseball, in the actual game.
2: I mean, I have a lot of memories of when the Phillies had the All-Star Game in, I think it was, 1996, it was um, so it we say. hosted the all-star game and our only all-star was Ricky Metallico way to go guys. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I have pretty vivid memories of that. Um, and that was of course, probably as good as the vet ever looked was for that game. Uh, maybe they actually like mopped the, the, uh, the concrete or whatever they, they do to, to get that thing ready for, for, to, to be on TV. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's a crazy. I really don't have that many good uh memories about Philadelphia All-Star. You could you could think maybe like that that year that um Nick Foles as a backup came back and and won the Pro Bowl MVP. Um that was kind of cool. All he
1: does is win. All he does do. is win.
2: All he does <laughs> is win. And if I don't say Nick Foles in a podcast, um they uh they take away like 10 cents. So there <laughs> it is. It's there's your drop.
0: yeah i mean for me it's it's the it's the abreu howard back-to-back home run derby victories and more so the howard one because you know i like howard a lot more than i liked bobby abreu but do you buy um, into
2: the fact that uh doing the home run derby really screws up your swing
0: no no it didn't mess up harper last year it didn't it didn't mess up
1: Hoskins last year.
2: So Bobby Abreu just sucks. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that conversation, Gene. I remember. Yeah,
2: I mean, oh people God. said that that was a thing like oh, you don't want we don't want Ryan Howard to win the 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 home run derby because we don't want we don't want his squin his his swing to be messed up.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, I see like an Angelo Cataldi shaped ghost like floating <laughs> through my field Ooh. of vision right
1: now. <laughs> um, I I the I don't have.
2: There's not one for hockey. I feel like there there should be yeah. a flyer memory that we're just not we're not remembering.
1: Uh, Simone Gagne had a great game uh one year. I I was really hoping for him to win the All Star Game MVP. Uh, Wayne Simmons won the All-Star Game MVP, I think, just two about years two ago, years right? ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty cool. I was very happy for him. Um, the one year where Giroux and Briere were both All-Stars back when Giroux was living with Briere, Um, that was pretty cool.
2: How? But that no, wasn't a reality t- TV show.
1: I, I know, about. man. Put Bernie Perrant in there and yeah. just... Like, sell that to Quebecois, uh, reality TV, hosted by would... Don
2: Cherry, and I'm all in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'd say that my greatest hockey all star game memory was the John Scott game. You know, the first year they did the three on three tournament, I think, uh, three years ago now, maybe four, but I think three years ago now, they did the John, Sc- the all star game where, as a lark, John Scott got voted in. And wouldn't it be funny, you know, to see this guy who can't play be in the game, all the hoopla surrounding it, him getting traded and demoted to the AHL, and but then still an winning, all-star. Yeah, and then still an all-star and winning the all-star at MVP. It was a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal moment. And it was captivating because it was the first year of this new format. And people were playing hard. And the Pacific team were playing their asses off for John Scott. And and it just became like must-see TV. For that Sunday afternoon, I was glued to the television set for an All-Star game. And I can't think of any other time in recent memory where that was true.
0: All right. And on that note... We end our All-Star conversation, but we begin our Chuck's Penalty Box!
1: All right. So we'll begin our Penalty Box with Gene. Take it away, Gene. Who is in your penalty box this evening?
2: So, uh, keeping it with the All-Star theme, I would like to put uh, probably the marketing people in Cleveland for their All-Star game this year. This is probably actually Major League Baseball whose uh, marketing people did this. But if have you seen all the banner ads and stuff that were out in uh, Cleveland? Did you take note of uh, the particular uh, player from the Phillies who was on all sorts of All-Star uh, yeah. <laughs> all-star <laughs> things? Guess what, MLB marketing Bryce Harper was not an all-star. So you've got all these pictures, as large as life, all over Cleveland Stadium, which Dave and I have been to. It's a great stadium. Uh, All over that stadium. And Bryce Harper, he's not there. He's in Vegas, hanging out with his wife, watching the game on TV like everybody else. So I'm putting in the penalty box, and hopefully while you're there, you'll think about a plan. Maybe you'll just write things like, Welcome to the all-star game or put like the MLB logo or any number of um, mascots on your uh, on your on your signage because everybody likes mascots. Might I suggest (laughs) a large orange hockey mascot, perhaps because everybody really likes him. (laughs) But how about you? One thing you don't do is put in non all-star players because that just makes you look silly. And it makes me sad that my player is not. In the all-star game.
1: All right. MLB Marketing and Cleveland as an all-star game host. You are getting a double minor. Um, give your printing department more money, print up new ads, and don't rub the fact that Bryce Harper was not an all-star in her face Double minor for uh for all the things I just said. <laughs> all right, Dave. Oops. Oh. sorry my game's off there so dave (laughs) who is in your penalty box this evening
0: all right i am putting the u.s soccer president carlos Cordero, cordero 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 into the penalty box and it's um Ironic that I'm not able to correctly pronounce his name because he pro- he mispronounced Megan Rapinoe's name in the honoring ceremony today uh, and the parade. He called her Megan Rapinoe. Like, <laughs> Dude, is she not on your radar enough <laughs> for you to know how to pronounce her name? I mean, and you're up there spouting all of this stuff about getting them equal pay, and moving forward with this, but you can't even give a shit enough to know how to pronounce her name? So for that, I'm putting U.S. Soccer President Carlos Cordenero into the penalty box.
1: All right, Carlos Cordenero, you are getting a two-minute penalty uh, for a mispronunciation of an Icon of women's soccer. Chuck, who is in your penalty box, sir? All right. Going into my uh, my penalty box uh, today is a gentleman by the name of Stuart Zemel. Hmm. And if you don't know who Stuart Zemel is, welcome to the club. But Stuart Zemel owes somebody $6,000. you know if how I know noticed... this? Is it me? Please let it be me. <laughs> Well, it might be you, Dave. Did you um, hack into the AHL uh, app and send out notifications informing Stuart that he owed you $6,000? So, yes, if you follow the AHL and you have their app downloaded on their phone, you may have seen uh, notifications like this. Stuart, since I have no way to contact you, you owe me nearly $6,000. I would ask you to contact me about payment. Also, I'm filing a workplace report against you for threatening to punch uh, Ian Bowman in the throat. <laughs> now, that went out <laughs> in a That's very specific, of, like, Ian? three to four notifications. Wait, hold on. So, everyone who had this app got that message? Everyone who had the app got this message. This is like, 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 if you have notifications on, and my God, I'm turning <laughs> notifications on for every app, you got notification about Stuart Zemel <laughs> owing someone $6,000 and threatening to punch Ian Bowman in the throat. <laughs> That's so.
2: awesome. So wait, so whoever this guy is must know that he, that Stuart Zemel is a huge AHL fan? Or like, he just, that was the, he probably tried to hack into many a- apps, and this was the, the one that he could get through security? Like, the AHL was, like, pretty loosey-goosey about security, and, and so he figured, well, if I just get, get it through, maybe Stewart will see it.
1: I have no idea. I imagine. This is awesome. I imagine it was someone associated with the AHL. I imagine that the workplace incident he was threatening to file was threatening to punch, oh, oh, there's more. Um, Threatening to punch him in the throat numerous times, although he spells it "nemours" times. Uh, <laughs> Stewart, please pay the outstanding monies owed. Uh, I didn't see those from before. So uh, wait, wait, wait.
2: At no point does this 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 person pirate identify himself as the person who is owed. We're just going to assume that that Stewart's going to know who to pay. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you
1: owe somebody $6,000 and they work for the AHL, there's a pretty good assumption that uh, S- Stewart should pay up. So, uh, Stewart Zemel, uh, you are getting a 10-game suspension wow. or until the $6,000 is paid. Also, you're having a meeting with the league president uh, punching people in the throat. Stewart Zemel, uh, this is your notification.
0: All right, nice one. I got to look into that one. That one that one intrigues me. I want to hear how this uh how this resolves itself. You <laughs> should have sent out his like Venmo account so Stuart could uh could wire him that money. Yeah, seriously, that's the
2: thing. <laughs> if I'm Stuart, I'm gonna be like, I don't know that guy. I don't know that guy.
0: <laughs> all right, everybody, who <laughs> That's all the time we have for today. Um, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our show on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, uh, please interact with us on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, We'd love to hear from you on there. Also, if you have any additional time in your podcast listening week, be sure to check out The Whip Around. Drops every Wednesday for uh, all your weird news needs. And we will be back uh, on Monday. more sports are going to be played between now and then and uh and we're going to talk about it so have an all-star day at work everybody we're out of
2: here